I'm recording. Let's <laughs> play the theme song. I started the show. You're not there. I call the shots in the back seat over here. I'll be there. I'll be there on time. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I am Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Hello. Is that not going to be your thing? Right now, it is. Right now, it is? All right. All right, so we're talking about the episode Drive with a Dead Girl. Uh, Patrick, you got, you got some stats? <clears throat> I do, as always. This is season two, episode eight, 16th overall, but episode 15 of the series. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, written by Scott Frost, the brother of Mark Frost. Figured as Scofro? much. Scofro? Scott yeah. Frost. Yeah, everybody knows Scofro. Yeah. Scofro. And directed by Caleb Deschanel. Father of? Zoe and sister Deschanel. Emily? Emily Deschanel. And uh, their mother, who plays Donna's mom. Yes. In the show. Deschanel's are very involved in Twin Peaks. All right, well, let's jump in. Uh, this is, uh, again, Drive with a Dead Girl. And... We open with some driving, some golf driving. Yeah. Leland's just uh, hitting some balls around the old living room, as one is wont to do. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any sign of any sort of violence from the previous night. No. Just kind of hanging out and chilling. Yeah. And uh, Don and James show up uh, asking to see Maddie, but he lies and says that he dropped her off at the airport about 20 minutes ago. Kind of makes them feel guilty for not being there. Sorry, kids. I just killed her last night. <laughs> you just missed her because I murdered her. Yeah. Sarah calls down uh, to make sure that he is getting them a spot at the golf club. Uh, golf club? Country club? Country club. Sarah calls down to make sure that he's reserved them a spot at the country club for Glenn Miller night. Because we know he loves Glenn Miller. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Pennsylvania 65,000. That's, That's it. One. Pennsylvania 65,000. Where I never messed up who actually did the song. I definitely knew it. Benny Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman. Yeah, I'm just picturing them going to this event. Well, they're going to have a blast. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, that's uh, mostly what happens there before he gets them to leave. We get another shot of Bob in the mirror. And then yep. as he puts his golf club away, we see that his golf bag is just stuffed full of Maddie bits. Yep. Is she cut up? Has to be. I don't think she is. Well, yeah, because she looks assembled. Yes. At the end, yeah. Unless that's part of his Jacobian magic. Yeah. Sure. So whether whether she's cut up or just folded up, she is for sure stuffed into this bag. Yep. Yes. It is a big bag. bag, but when he picks it up, light as a feather. It's very light. That's Bob's death bag. I so I still love Ray Wise. I think he did a fantastic job. He's great in this, this entire episode. Yeah, this whole episode is probably the best thing about this episode, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. His performance, I feel like, certainly carries it. Um, but yeah. we'll we'll get through all that. Yeah, he seems to lift the bag with a lot of ease. I equate it to demon strength. Yes, and this—that's a great way to put. Does it. Does Nadine also have demon strength? That was my question. Yeah. Like, is it? Did something touch her that made her just suddenly a superpowered? Monster. Yeah, I want to see the spirit she's dealing with. Yeah, and so we'd, we'd seen side of Nadine's strength, though, before yes. she went to the coma. Like, when she breaks that 
workout machine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe just like, maybe it's just an inherent. Well, no, I mean, maybe just like Bob being with Leland since he was a little boy, mm-hmm. maybe someone has been with Nadine since she was yeah. a little girl. It's not crazy to think that there's more than two spirits in the woods. That it is. It is crazy. It's crazy. Always two there are. <laughs> How many spirits we got so far? When it comes to the <laughs> spirits, you adhere to the known Sith rules. <laughs> How many spirits we got so far? We got Mike and Bob. <laughs> That's it. Mike and Bob. No, we got the giant and senior drill club. Mm-hmm. Well, it, then it seems like they come in pairs. Now that I like. Mm-hmm. So Fred and Nadine. <laughs> no, Fred is not. <laughs> Fred or, or Ed? Ed. <laughs> yeah, Ed. Fred's a prince. I only no, call him Fred. Ed is, not a, Ed is not a spirit. We don't know that. We don't. You're right. I still want to equate Nadine's strength to the loss of her eye. When you lose one sense, the others Just, get stronger. The sense of strength. Yes. Just exponentially. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Leland loads up his clubs, his victim into the trunk, and uh, takes off. Ben is in jail, aggressively brushing his teeth. Yeah. I, I assume you wake up feeling disgusting if you spent the night in a jail. Sure. Probably, I don't know. Probably a necessary evil. And uh, not that brushing your teeth is evil, kids. Brush for one minute each side. Each side of what? Your mouth of teeth. Okay. Brush each tooth one minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a while, but... You're going to love the results. (laughs) Jerry visits Ben. Yes. Uh, Since Leland is already under the microscope, he's under town arrest. He's decided to be his lawyer for him, for his case. Um, He doesn't even have confidence in himself, but... And I'm sure it has to do with it being Laura Palmer. You're not going to want Leland to be representing you in the case of your daughter. Right, not necessarily the card to play. But uh, yeah, as Jerry is uh, kind of talking to Ben about their situation, he recognizes that there are bunk beds in his cell. And this uh, kind of inspires a flashback. What? There are two beds? She's had two visions. Yes. And this inspires a flashback to... It's not. Louise Dombrowski. (laughs) You remember? Me on the top bunk, you on the bottom bunk. Louise Dombrowski. Dancing on the hook rug with a flashlight. And in case you can't picture this in your head, we go ahead and they show us the entirety of this experience. Yeah. Dumb. (laughs) Makes no sense. Like at all. I I just equate it to this moment is both of these brothers' sexual awakening. Yeah. It's like, oh, girls, huh? Also, who is Louise Dombrowski? Why is she in their house dancing on the rug in front of them? Yeah, how did she get there? How'd you get there? She Assume she with? was the babysitter. All the mm. lights are out. She comes in with a flashlight. Yeah. What what you doing? Flash and dance. Boy, does she dance. Flash for dance. a long time. For a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's about that's, it's about all you can say about it. Yeah, that, that's that's all that really <laughs> it's happens. Just there. Something that happens. It's just a really strange scene. Yeah. Um we get to meet have we already met we haven't met Gwen yet. We're about to meet Gwen. I think so. Yeah. I think this is This is the first instance yeah, of Gwen. Because they do make a point to say that this is Gwen. Yeah. So this is Lucy's sister who just had the baby that she had gone to see yeah, and has come back with her to Twin Peaks, I guess, to show the baby off to people Lucy knows. Sure. Maybe. Doesn't really explain that. But uh, she meets Hawk. Yes. Eagle Eye. A real razor's edge racial 
kind yeah, of Yeah, this one was touchy. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, sorry, you must be mad about... You must really things. hate white people for yeah. everything we've done to you. And then he says, some of my best friends are white people. <laughs> Which that native guy... I love... <laughs> What's his name? Eagle's Eye. Eagle Eye, yeah. <laughs> Eagle Eye Hawk. Uh, I, I just love his response to that. Mm-hmm. He's just showing her that it's okay. You're ignorant to this and it's fine. Yeah, I, I think still he's still going to be nice to you. Yeah, you, I think he's playing it really, really yeah. chill. Yeah. Like, yeah, I immediately realized that Gwen is insufferable. Yeah. Oh, just right out of the sucks. gate. Yeah. Yeah, she's awful. Yeah. Not a fan. No. So uh, Cooper's uh, kind of talking about uh, Philip Gerard, and there's another interruption because he spots Leland again just in a dance craze. Yeah, at the Great Northern. Dancing four people. Yeah, who are, are plotting his performance with yeah. this golf club that he keeps stored with Maddie's body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, just germs everywhere. Dancing around like a cane. Yeah. yeah, it's probably got blood on it. It's probably got viscera. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, no thanks. But it it really stands out to Cooper when he sees this. It's it's like something's kind of coming over him. Watching just like Leland Palmer. Yeah, he does have that interesting rea- interesting reaction to seeing him. Now he and Truman kind of approach him. He was like, oh, hey, fellas, just having a little fun. <laughs> Woo. It's like, we got to tell him about Ben Horn being yeah. arrested for Laura's murder. Well, first he says, call me Fred. <laughs> he does say, just call me Fred. I was confused. Oh, our second Fred of the series. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, nah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the only Fred I know. Mm-hmm. Prince and Fred? Just, yeah. From the One-Eyed Jacks? Uh, yes. Yes. Bookhouse Under- Boys mission? Undercover. Undercover Fred? Yeah. Uh, I just assumed he was referencing from the dancing Fred Astaire. Yeah, that I makes think, sense. Yeah, I think so. But I didn't think of that. <laughs> right. Call me Fred. It's like, why would okay. I do that? <laughs> why would I call you Fred? No. <laughs> okay. They tell him about uh, Ben Horn being arrested, and he seems to have trouble with it. He's acting because he's not really Leland. And they ask him if he'll be all right. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Like, And then he walks off. And there's a really cool shot of him, like kind of sobbing with his back to them, mm-hmm. and then the smile that comes yeah. across his face as he realizes he's pretty much getting away with it. Right, is pretty chilling. Mm-hmm. But Cooper takes it upon himself to kind of follow him out of the room. Like Harry, I'll catch up. Follows him around the corner and interrupts him as he's laughing to himself. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, if you'd." Can remember anything about the night of Lara's murder? Anything strange Ben Horn might have done? Let me know. He's like, oh yeah, 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 of course, of course. And goes back to the crying thing and back into the like sweaty smile. Yeah. She's like, whoo. And then he continues to dance away. Yes. Yeah, dances back off screen. Yeah. Ray Wise kills it in this episode. Yes. Yeah, we got we got Ben and Jerry in the uh, interrogation room, I guess. And uh, he breaks his finger, gets some blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't like it. I don't like. I don't like. He's a baby. I don't like needle stuff. Jerry's Jerry's talking about it, representing his brother, and he's like, "You can't do this to my client." In all my years of practicing law, this is the most disgraceful treatment I've ever seen. And Cooper's just like, "You're bad at law, and here's why." Yeah, just list his entire sort of history. At the bottom of his class of 142. Mm-hmm. He's no longer allowed to practice in Alaska, Massachusetts, some like two other states. Yeah, it's just. I love that he had. He had took him three research. times to pass the bar. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love that Cooper had this research on him just at the ready. He always does. Mm -hmm. Anytime he goes up to somebody, like even Leo. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is uh, after Jerry asked for a moment alone with him, he's like, Ben, as your attorney, your brother, and your friend, I strongly recommend you get a better lawyer. <laughs> At least he's smart enough to tell him that. Yeah. He's like, I can't help you. Yeah. But it would be, I feel like the only other person that would be would, would be Leland. Mm -hmm. Right. Or Logwood. He's a path, isn't he? Get Judge Sternwood in. Sid. Ooh. <laughs> Law, Law clerk. clerk. Uh, I'm ready to meet Norma's mom, I guess. I guess. I don't think we have a choice. Yeah. No matter. She does, she's but not she's great. Here. She's no. not great. Uh, There's clearly some issues in the past there with uh, her and Norma. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Norma's mother, Vivian. Vivian. And she has come to Twin Peaks on honeymoon with her new husband. Professor Niles. Ernie Niles. Ernie Niles. Yeah. Uh, introduces him as an as a financial analyst. Kind of got a kind of got a sleazy yep. look about him. A little little sleazy look. Uh, almost almost a comb over, but not quite. Yeah. Quite not quite enough hair loss yet for it to be yeah. a comb over proper, but it's it's not great. Kind of don't like him right away. Yeah, he's immediately kind of gross because he yeah. does. He walks in and he's like <laughs> walking behind Vivian, mm -hmm. yeah. and then he nice to meet you. Then he swoops in. Yeah, like yeah. shoulders back, gut out, walk yeah. that like no. Yeah. Sasquatch stride. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice to meet you, Norma. Hope to spend a lot of time with you. Like in my head, that does not sound like him. But playing it back in my head, like he's he doesn't have a shirt on and he's like rubbing his <laughs> belly button. <laughs> they also kind of just don't go together. No, no, that's it's strange because what what we sort of get at least from Vivian in this episode, she doesn't come across as the kind of person who would. Like him? Well, she's so judgmental that right. it seems like she would have a higher standard. Yeah. Say, so, where did they meet? A, a Republican something convention. swap meet yeah. convention? Yeah, something. What is a swap meet? I've heard that term before, but I don't know what it is. When you meet and swap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting. Uh, yeah, that checks out. Hey, nice to meet you. Let's swap our goodies. <laughs> It's like a flea market. Like a barter only another man's trade situation. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. A swap meet is used, is a gathering where, where people gather and swap merchandise. <laughs> so it's, they meet and today swap. Today it's sold instead of traded, which is now it's interchangeable with flea market. Mm. Well, the more you know. Pretty sure they didn't say anything about swap meet. At all. At all. I think I just said that. But listeners, there you go. So as Ernie leaves, he throws a newspaper onto the counter after he'd been on the phone with somebody over while Vivian and Norma were talking, comes back and he drops the newspaper on the counter and there's a circled bet on there. It's like bet on it this is. team yeah. for like, like a big amount of money. Mm -hmm. It's like a thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's like Pittsburgh or Chicago or something. Yeah. Something like up. Or like Pittsburgh. Up in the Pittsburgh. <laughs> but they're going to go check into the great Northern. All right. As Philip Gerard or as, as Mike, is coming to in his room in the Great Northern. There's this, ooh, there's this really goofy shot of his like his shoulder nub, like yeah, like the collarbone nub wriggling in his shirt, mm. which no. definitely draws attention to like the fact that he doesn't have yeah, an arm. Yeah, like the lost arm is like, no. <laughs> reacting to something. Yeah, that, that pulls him around, and he wakes up, asks the nurse for a glass of water. He's watching him, I guess, after he collapsed from trying to identify people earlier. <clears throat> Security guard comes in. There's an open window, but he hasn't left yet because he's going to club him from behind, knock him out, and escape. 
Escape. Yeah, my first thought was, wow, he got out of there quick. Mm-hmm. No, he was still in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow, Mike moves fast. Yeah. And I, yeah. I remember thinking, I just really hope this is a ground floor window because yeah. <laughs> one armor. One armor. Yeah. How's he going to scamper out of there? Mike's got the juice, and He's now the juice is loose. On the lamb. Yeah. So Hank finally shows back up. He had just kind of smoke bombed and disappeared after oh, yeah, he'd been his encounter with Jonathan, cousin Jonathan Lee. Oh, I thought I thought the last is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought the last time we saw him was at One Eyed Jacks. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. I think he was with John Renault. Oh yeah, I guess that was the last time. Yeah. Got him. Yes. Anyway, but, well, he hasn't been it at was. the diner. Yeah, he's been at One Eyed Jacks with John Renault. Yeah, he I definitely has not been at the diner. He thinks he's Daryl Lodwick. Yeah. Mr. Ludwig. So, yeah, who knows what he's been doing. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was the last we saw of him. Was but how, John long, Renault, yeah. how long ago was that? 48 hours. Yeah, 48 hours ago. Because he comes into the diner and says, hey, sorry, I'm late. And he says, you're not late. You were missing for 48 hours. Oh, there's There's that. a difference. There's that. He's been across the border. And I guess Norma just put her mom to work because she's in the back. Yeah, plating up pies. They're kind of like stiff with her, and then like, why is she yeah, gonna I, be working or helping? Yeah, I didn't get it from her character that she would just volunteer to to be in there. But regardless, she is, and she witnesses Hank coming in. And probably would have made more sense if she was just sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting behind like the eating. No, like yeah, sitting eating. Yeah, yeah, or drinking coffee or something. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. But nope, she's she's doing the job. Yeah, it's and witnesses Hank uh, telling Norma about his. Uh, kind of seedy past and people that would come into his life to see him fail and how he's he's trying to fight them but gets beaten up. Yeah. Mm. Cannot run him because there's always somebody faster, but he's trying to protect their interests is basically as he sells it. And Norma buys it. She's into it. She's like, Surprisingly, I think it's weird she's buying it because since she was so like stern. Like he's so obviously up to something. Right. That... And he's so obviously fake. She should know by now. She should know by now, but she doesn't. But uh, she just says, ask for help next time. And accepts him. Vivian kind of reintroduces herself. Just like, hey, I see you there. Like, let's all have dinner. Which Norma's reluctant to. Yeah. She does not want this to be a thing. So Bobby's listening to a tape. It's the conversation we've already heard between Ben Horn and Leo from season one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About burning down the mill. Yes. So what's Bobby's goal here? He thinks he's going to make some... I, th- I think he's going to he's going to blackmail for blackmail a payday. Him, yeah. So again, Ben, ben Horn's more things, world yeah. is just falling and falling apart more, more and more. More things piling up for Ben. Bobby's taken to wearing bandanas now. I have mixed feelings about that. I think he's okay. That's his... Just for when he's playing tape. That's but his tape playing bandanas. He's also like... <laughs> why is he recording it this way? Like, is he I just think copying it? Probably he Maybe he thinks Ben doesn't have... We're copying it. Sure. He doesn't have a microcassette micro player. player yeah, so exactly, he's making yeah. him... Yeah, so he's making him a cassette. <laughs> with, this, with the microphone <laughs> plugged into the boombox. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also maybe school, just to have yeah. a copy of it in case one goes yeah. missing. Like, yeah. You want to back up. Yeah, you want to make a lot of copies of that. I love it because all this seemingly at the point doesn't matter because he's in jail. Like, Ben is in jail and he's writing this note. We should duck. Trying to be all intimidating and... You know, Nothing you can really do. How are you going to get it to him? Yeah. Stop writing Which notes. Which I thought yeah, when I mean, Pete showed up with the tape player, I thought that was the tape. If you go from a tape scene to another tape scene, I mean, that like, it just makes you think that that's yeah. what's happening. And I don't... Your like, mind does wander there. Maybe Bobby didn't give the tape to Pete directly or, you know, something like that. 
Well, the thing is, there's two tapes. She's had two visions. Pete and Harry. Yeah, Pete walks, walks into Sheriff Truman's office. And Sheriff Truman is looking at a woodpecker through his binoculars. Interesting thing I noticed about this scene is there is a picture of President Harry Truman, Truman right behind, yeah. behind him. Yeah. Just perfectly framed right behind yeah. him. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I didn't notice it. Pete really came just to tell him that Josie's gone, which is he already knows because he was there when she left. He's like, yeah, I saw him. I saw her leave. Uh, she was getting help from her assistant. Well, he also the confesses assistant. that he loved her in his own way. I don't think it's in the same way that <laughs> Sheriff I'm Truman. Sh- I'm not sure. Yeah, well, because know. he says no offense. Right. So he obviously knew about Harry. Right. But I I don't know. I'm not 100% that it was just a platonic love for Josie. Yeah, I don't know. Just the way they would interact <clears throat> when, when he and Catherine were not close. Right. Made it feel like. I don't know. That. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he tells them that he's that she was getting help from Mr. Lee, her assistant, who was helping carry her bags. And Pete's confused by this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lee has him describe him. He's like, oh, that's her cousin Jonathan. Ponytail. <laughs> Ponytail gives it away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's like, no, no, it's Mr. Lee. And they both have a bad feeling. Yep. All of this. But I love that because it's those two things combined. You know, we're now, we realize, jo- well, we already knew this, but this confirms that Josie's a bad liar. <laughs> yes. Called her out on it. Yeah. And now I think we know that his name is Jonathan Lee. If, if either of those names are real. If either of them are real. <laughs> they both could be wrong. So Cooper is up to speed that Philip Gerard has escaped. Because well, that's, that's when Harry says he won't get far. Mm. Yeah. go. Well, according to the subtitles, he don't get far. Oh, yeah, he don't get far. So they set out to recapture him. Uh, Lucy is in the office with Gwen's baby, mm-hmm. and Andy walks up to her and uh, can't really handle that. No, I think he thinks he faints, and I think he thinks that she had the baby somehow. Just him seeing yeah. her or just having that visual. Yeah, I think it was just the visual of it. Of it but I wouldn't put it past Andy thinking that right. she had been yeah. gone for like two days and had the baby. Yeah. And he's like. And it's already this size. Yeah, he and- can't. He can't process it. Mm-hmm. So he faints. But Lucy doesn't seem offended by it. No, this is it's just... more of a concern. Whereas before, this would have just been like, ah, yeah. and a stomp off. This is more like, oh, are you okay? So I I guess it was when uh, Catherine revealed herself to Pete as not Mr. Tojimura Gosh. that she was like, hey, let's blackmail Ben Horn. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And Funny yeah. thing, too, about Sounds the great. credits at the beginning of this episode, Piper mm-hmm. Laurie's name was back in, and it said as Tojimura and Catherine Martell, mm-hmm. which I love. And I love that they, that I don't think we touched on it in the last episode, but the Fumio Yamaguchi name mm-hmm. was in all the credits, and that's just not a real person. Yeah. And I think I, going read, I, gotcha. I think I read that no one knew that that was Piper the whole time, like the cast. I yeah, well, they were told that, you know, it was like a famous... Wasn't she know, like always in makeup yeah. and they, they brought him in yeah, and no introducing one, him as yeah, yeah, yeah. Yamaguchi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept it that secret. Like he's yeah. a famous actor from right. Japan. <laughs> right, yeah. I love that. That's If that's true, that's so great. Well, that's amazing if it's true. Yeah. I love it. Big if true. If, true you can, if you have any evidence to support this, please send it to us. <laughs> if you have any behind-the-scenes footage of Fumio Yamaguchi being introduced to people behind set, send it on over. Yeah, yeah, shoot it over. TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Exactly. Or DM us, TalkingBackwardsPod at Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> Anchor. <laughs> so yeah, so Pete plays a recording, a nice recording to Ben, who's in the cell. Pete's loving it. Oh. He is. And I, the I don't know if you were in there, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I told Dave, I was like, he's going full prospector. Yeah. Because he's like, 
he looks like one and now he's like going insane and he's yeah. reminded he reminds me of the prospector in toy story 2 there's yeah. gold <laughs> in the hills yeah. he's loving it he is loving it ben is not no she's alive she set me up she set me up drops a lot of hard b words <laughs> as bitch. he you crashes bitch. his cell and uh yeah the, uh, so, officer we've never seen i don't think who's walks in to see the mess <laughs> that Ben made. So she's basically saying, give me Ghostwood Estates for my testimony. Yeah. Like, cause I can give you an alibi for the night of Lars murder, but you have to give me Ghostwood Estates. He's not stoked. Yep. Right, so I guess uh, Leland's just going to have a, a little drive. Yeah. Yeah. He's got nice the top drive. down going for a drive. What's the name of this episode? Uh, drive with a dead girl. Must be after this scene. But he's just swerving back and forth between the lanes. What's called a Surrey with the fringe on top? Is that yeah. the song? Mm-hmm. I love that Cooper is just talking about driver's ed. Mm-hmm. When he's also whistling the song. Yeah, he's <laughs> that, also whistling. That's what I was going to say. Is he whistling the same song? He's that's, whistling the same yeah. song, yeah. That's interesting. So is is Cooper's whistling of that song what the reason that it's in Bob's head? Or is Bob singing Leland. the song the reason Cooper's listening? Right. Whistling to that's something interesting to think about. Vice versa. Also, it's a, it's a layer. He's, I don't have a layer. Um, <laughs> yep, it's that's not a really, layer. It's not really <laughs> a layer. He's swerving uh-huh. um, lane to lane, driving down the road, and you hear honks, mm-hmm. but you never see him pass any other cars. The only time you see him pass a car is the sheriff and Cooper. Oh, you don't? You're not aware of invisible cars? Uh, no. I do love that uh, there's just the shot of kind of the top of the convertible windshield and the trees in the sky. Yeah. You can see it going back and forth. You just hear. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's just not watching the road at all. And you have his point of view. Just. Yeah. (laughs) Harry, is driver's education mandatory around here? Like, yeah, it is. Hmm. And then <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Almost a head on going to drop out right here. That was, yeah, that like, that was all, it was all set up for that one line. Mm-hmm. We've got to drop out. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's just, it was just to be able to say that. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Near miss. I don't know. And I mean, I guess it could sweet be sweet turn I guess, though. I guess it could be something you'd bring up. I mean, you're just driving around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, oh it yeah. It seems like something Cooper would think about. Mm-hmm. Just, but the timing is right, the suspect. T- well, of course. But TV the, magic. the turning radius on this SUV is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he never actually stopped is yeah. what's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like swerves, makes a full U-turn and gets behind Leland. Yep. Pulls so, him over from the front. Yeah. yeah. Like an 18 wheeler. Mm-hmm. Pulls him over and parks in the front, which I guess makes sense. Cause if he's driving erratically, you don't want him to just take off, but they get out and just like Leland. Hey, yeah. how you doing, man? Yeah. I guess I was driving and I just started thinking about Ben. They kind of let it go. They yeah. do. No, they absolutely. Truman do. does it more immediately than Cooper. Truman's just like, Leland, <laughs> what you doing? Why are you doing that? He knows he's a rapscallion. Go steeplejacks. <laughs> Am I right? Like, uh, yeah, I must have been thinking about Ben. I just, I got distracted. Yeah. This is when he lets him know that he remembered something from Ben that night. Like mm-hmm. he went to take a call before they left work. Just barrel rolling and getting pulled over. Screaming and saying something about a dairy. Mm-hmm. Which Cooper says, diary? Oh, that could be it. <laughs> it could be. Let me just give you a little nudge towards Ben Horn again. But yeah. that's all I got. 
how about you come play around the golf with me sometime? Yeah. <laughs> well, he offers to show him his clubs. Yeah. And goes around, opens the trunk, singing. Yeah. Unzips the dead girl bag. Yep. Pulls out a single club. Yep. And the, the which I'm pretty sure this is the only club he has. Yeah. Well, he had to take all the others out to get the money. <laughs> it's not a golf duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression that he was maybe about to attack Cooper. Yes. Like as he takes out the yeah, club, you see him standing behind him holding it. Like yeah. when Cooper turns around, it's like, very like I did oh, not wait notice like, that. Yeah, you'll when you rewatch it. You'll well, let's say Cooper had followed him around to the back. He's like, "Yeah, let's check out your clubs," and he goes and unzips the bag. He's like, "Oh well, there's a murder victim." Like yeah. he's because he doesn't go all the way around. He's yeah. already going but what, for his club. What happens next? Harry's there. There's mm-hmm. all these golfers on the dr- the range right behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's already just. It's also like why care. it's also just like why you think he'd be a little smarter than that to even want to open your trunk and just give him the opportunity to even maybe catch well, a glimpse of Matt. It, it shows you that he does not care, is not afraid, and is just still detached. Yeah. He's he's not worried about anything. He's still riding the high of his latest kill, I think. And just Yeah, I think so too. Just, just swerving roads, mm-hmm. swerving down the road. No, no, not a care in the world. They get a radio call that they found Philip Gerard around the waterfall. Which that's yeah. the best visual is Philip Gerard wandering around by the waterfall. <laughs> just looking around. This episode would have maybe gotten a very high score for me if that scene existed. <laughs> if they just got to him just lost <laughs> just around okay. the waterfall. Okay. Well, how did, how did just I? picturing that is so funny to and me. Just colorblown, <laughs> flapping like a wing. How do I get out of here? A joy to watch. He's just saying firewalk through the darkness of future over. past. Magician longs to see. Oh, um, he is Bob. <laughs> he goes he goes run. Run. Spooky, Spooky, scary. <laughs> just standing in a waterfall. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> he is Bob. I, I, would, I would love that visual if he was doing that and. Like up close, you could hear him talk, but like two feet away, you just hear water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. What it could be if we were directing. Uh, So much worse. A complete farce. (laughs) Caleb Deschanel, you had one job to do. And Scott Frost. Scofro. (laughs) Old Scofro. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, We do get another glimpse of Bob when Leland adjusts his mirror, and we get back to Andy in the floor being tended to by Lucy with Gwen sitting next to them. Get out of here, Gwen. Why? Just to constantly interject and bash male mentality. She's so weird. No sense of boundaries. No. Yeah, Andy's like trying to whisper to Lucy, and she's just right up in this oh, face. What? 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 My sperms. Oh, you men and your sperms. That's all you ever think about. Am I right? Am I right? Well, it is. It's rough. Yeah, it's it is rough. uncomfortable. Rough. But I guess the most important detail of this scene is just him questioning if he's the dad since his sperm works and mm-hmm. she doesn't really give him a clear answer. Right. Because of old Dick Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. The 
Mike smelling Ben Horn. He's like, no, no. He was close, but he is not here. I love Jerry and uh, Ben and Jerry's reaction to this because they're they don't know. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anybody <laughs> who gets brought into this has every right to question everything, but it's just so yeah. funny seeing him just sniffing them around or sniffing Ben. And I'm, he's been close. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that Truman finally addresses it, like the fact that Cooper really has been driving this investigation off intuition and spooky yuki things. Yeah. And prophecies and dreams he's like at this point he's just fed up it's like what tyler said in the last episode he's like i'm not 100 on board with this bob stuff <laughs> yeah like you're sheriff truman <laughs> <laughs> you are sheriff truman yeah this hocus pocus the drawers the giants yeah they've they've gotten that <laughs> yeah they've gotten it brings mi- it all up <laughs> they they have gotten some mild progress and clues from those reasonings but now that they have a suspect and mm-hmm. evidence and motive, he's like, let's just charge somebody yeah. like with real evidence. Like, what's the point of all this? The other thing, though, too, and I mean, I guess I guess I get it from that sense. But if Truman, obviously, we know he's not following along. But let's, if he was following along, he shouldn't have charged Ben Horn, knowing that Mike just said that Bob's not there. Yeah. He immediately is just like, nope, I'm arresting you or but I'm he, charging you. I mean, Jerry just, eggs that on. He was just doing it to keep him. I I, I, under, I understand that. And and Cooper does relinquish I know. control of that. I know. I realized that afterwards. Yeah. It's just, you just saw him clearly say it's not Bob. Mm-hmm. I know. He doesn't go with it. Yeah, it, it, it has to be in Truman's head. like, so this isn't the ghost killer? Right. Neat. Yeah. Is this the physical killer? Maybe you're charged. Yeah. But then Cooper's like, yes, this is right. This is your town. You... You do what you... This is your backyard here? Yeah, you do what you feel like you need to do. So we're uh, we're going to have that dinner now that uh, <laughs> Norma didn't want to have. I'd rather not. I don't even want to have this dinner. <laughs> the only thing I liked out of this dinner was getting the nickname Professor Niles. The professor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, yep, that's what I'm calling him from here on out. Thanks, uh, Hank. Yeah, Vivian's judgmental of the cooking. Uh, says this, the salmon's overdone and is just really picking it apart. Uh, giving me no reasons to like Vivian. Hank's ribs are perfect. Great. But, but Norma and Vivian kind of step away from the table and find out uh, Hank already knows Ernie. Yeah, Professor Niles. They were in jail together. Yeah. And uh, he was Hank's library date. Strange coincidence that they know each other and have found themselves in Is this situation. A coincidence? I think he probably learned that Norma's mother had money from Hank. But he's not probably yeah. after it. He goes to church. He did say that. Mm. He's a Republican. He could be lying to Hank. Boo. He met her at a Republican fundraiser. Yeah. I thought it was a, a Republican swap meet. swap meet. <laughs> there was no swap meet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ernie doesn't want Hank to tell Vivian that he has been in jail before. But as the ladies are coming back to the table, he kind of loudly says, like, nice to talk to you with you again, like we did in the yard. Prisoner to prisoner. Oh, hey, ladies. Yeah. That's funny they didn't catch that, though. He does it loudly. So they don't acknowledge it. Expressly, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they just kind of gloss over that. But that's all I really took away from that. They toast in Hank power chugs a beer. He power yeah. chugs a beer. <laughs> He's the only one with a beer. Everybody else has wine. Yeah, <laughs> Hank Jennings. He's a beer guy through and through. Yeah. He's a beersman. Beer, beer. Keep coming back to the beersman. We're back on tape with Diane. Who? Diane. Who the hell is Diane? <laughs> oh, I think you know. Cooper's on the tape to Diane. Uh, he says that uh, they are in the darkest hour of solving the case. Like, these are always the hardest moments. They are closing in, though. They are close. And there's another knock on the door. Smartly, he gets a gun. Yes. 
Yeah. He's learned his lesson. Like every time he opens the door, I assume he has a pistol. I feel like he should have answered the door like yeah, that. For real, yeah. <laughs> just reached around and pointed yeah. the gun. Well, it was interesting that he didn't say who is it because he did do that. Uh, I think it was when Briggs, Major Briggs, came to see him. He's yeah. like, who is it? And that was like the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was that was fresh off a few the, days off the startle removed, yeah. but it's still fresh. It's like it's it's not going to be the same guy here to shoot you again, <laughs> right? But, but definitely be cautious. You never know. And who is it at the door? Audrey Horn. And what is she here to do? She's there because they've arrested her father, and uh, she just is checking in with Coop. She's like, did he do it? Yeah. No. Did he? Don't know. I have my suspicions. Who's to say? The law. Exactly. The law will decide. The law will decide, yeah. Reason will prevail. She kind of gets into her history with her father. It's like, I, I only ever wanted him to love me, and I think he's ashamed of me. Cooper assures her that he does love her and that the, the law will succeed. He then gets a call. We don't know the details of yeah, the call. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, I was trying to remember what it he was gets about, off but the we don't phone know what it and is. And he tells Audrey to go, go to her, her room, room and lock, lock her door. door. <laughs> yeah. She says, why? Just, just do as do I say. Yeah. And then we, we follow him down to... And finally, she is like, okay. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. fight or yeah. anything. She's learned her lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for once. So we follow Cooper down to the riverbank where they have fished out the body of Maddie Ferguson. I was under the impression... Maddie plastic. Ferguson. I was under the impression, too, that this was like by the waterfall, so pretty close yeah. to the Great Northern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... Close to uh, Mike. Yes. Isn't this where Mike was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he find Mike went down by the waterfall because he felt like that's where Bob was. Well, apparently which, he was, which is where Leland would have been dumping the body. Oh, I like that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I feel like they had to be connected. Otherwise, n- I feel like nobody would have found the body right. if mm-hmm. Mike wasn't at the waterfall. Mm-hmm. That's great. I never really thought about that. It he seems like when they it. when they found yeah. Mike, they would have found the body if it was at the same time. Right. So it may have just been the feeling of something's going to happen by the waterfall that yeah. put him down there. A coincidence. Like maybe he's going to try and cut Bob off there. But Why is he wrapping these people in plastic? Just I feel like he would want them to decompose just faster. I think it's more or less a just it's the same person doing it. It's just like a serial killer. It's just, just calling guard. He's already got a calling card. It's the letters under he's the He's got a now. lot of calling cards. <laughs> Does he also just have like a stash of plastic that... Somewhere... Is yeah. it big, big enough to just wrap a body in whenever yeah. it feels like it? Yeah. Stashed away. Sure. You got a plastic warehouse. It's just the, the plastic tarp you put down when you paint. Just got a roll of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I need uh, one roll of plastic big enough to wrap a body. He's got a plastic guy. <laughs> I got a guy. <laughs> I'll call my plastic guy. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's that's where this episode ends. Uh, them just finding the body of Maddie. It's all right. Nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah. special. Compared to the last one, you can't really top the high. It's I feel like honestly a little slow. It is. Yeah. It's very slow. The best parts, as I mentioned before, are Ray Wise, is Leland, just more great acting with the facial expressions and mm. uh, dancing, of course. Yes. Top notch stuff. But yeah, the stuff that involves uh, Norma's mom. Oh, and Gwen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of bring it down. Is awful. It brings it down for me. It's just you're introduced to these two new characters right away after this that don't do a lot for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no new friends. Yeah. But again, how can you top what I said was arguably the most important episode? The last one. I yeah. mean, and it's yeah. that episode is so great. So yeah. Coming off the heels of lonely souls yeah. is a That's big a, ask. To, it's a tough to act hold up to, to. F- to follow. Yes. I absolutely. feel like we're on the downward slope. <laughs> like how, 
lesser and lesser foreheads. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer. I know for sure that I have a, I have a five forehead, another five forehead this year. Oh yes, absolutely. I don't. It's not this one. No, it's not this one. And we will give it four heads, but first, I think we ought to just find our, our, our highlights, find something good about this episode, and come up with some damn fine lines of the night. So mine, I've got. Let's hear it. So Gwen is awful. We all know this. And as Andy is being nursed on the floor, he keeps trying to have a serious conversation with Lucy. Gwen keeps interjecting. And finally, Andy just goes, shut up. Shut up, Gwen. Shut up. <laughs> this is Lucy's like, shut up, Gwen. Shut yeah. up, Gwen. It's the, way, it's the way he pronounces it. Yeah. Shut up. It's very funny. <laughs> Andy's great. Yeah. My line, it's funny, funnily enough, also is because of Gwen. It's not a Gwen line, but it's because of Gwen. Uh, it's from Hawk. Uh, it's <laughs> him letting her know yeah. that... Uh, Some of my best friends are white people. <laughs> the delivery of it, uh, just because he's kind of setting her straight. I think it's great. Tell us you'd come up with a line. I feel like my line's probably when Leland's out for his drive and it cuts to Harry and Coop. And Coop asks Harry if... Harry, are driver education programs mandatory in your school system? Yep. I think we've got a dropout. Harry, look out! That exchange is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that earns my. We got a drop out. Look out! <laughs> yeah, that's great. Here's one now. There's Here a one more now. now. <laughs> oh, All right, those are damn fine lines of the night. Damn fine. And unless there's any more ado, I guess we can uh, go ahead and put our opinions on paper and give this a one out of five James Hurley foreheads on a segment called Talking Foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! All right. Oh, this is tough. Tyler, what are you rated? I, again, we, we've discussed how it's not a great episode after, after the last one. I'm going to give it three foreheads and one half for... Leland's acting. I like that. Just three and a half. Dave? That was my exact same reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I would give this one a three if it wasn't for Ray Wise's performance making some of the best parts of the episode. So, I'd, yeah. for the exact same reason, yeah, three and a half. Just three. I'm going to have to be different. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is probably also going to be the first one that I'm rating lower than you guys. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I've done one, if not the highest, but not. I've never done rated one lower than both of you. It's a three for me. Mm. Just and I, three. And I have expressed my opinion on Leland's performance, but even that couldn't get me the half. Mm. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. It was a very tough one. Talking it kind of it's gonna bridge the gap between this and a a strong episode. Um, looking forward to the next one, Arbitrary Law. Absolutely. That one will be next week, and we hope you'll join us for it. Please do. 
Uh, if you have any questions or comments about our coverage of this episode here, Drive with the Dead Girl, you can reach us at TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to share with us any Twin Peaks-inspired recipes, hit us up on Twitter at TalkingBackward. Ooh, yeah. Yes, please. If you have any, if you have any Black Yukon Sucker Punch mix lying around, please send it to us. Yeah, if you know a recipe for the Black Yukon Sucker Punch that doesn't take four hours to prep, we're into it. We'll take it. Yeah. Also, still looking for that Twin Peaks board game. Yes. Please, please, please. Anybody wants to give us any hot tips, any hot leads. Any leads. Trying to spend under $100. I know that's a stretch, but it's for a good cause. It's for the board game episode, and we just need to know where to find it for under $100. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. No swap meets? No swap meets. Swap meets, no swap meets. Meat swaps? <laughs> Where people get together and just <laughs> trade swap meats. meats. <laughs> That's like a good old-fashioned meat swap. <laughs> That's some nice ribs, meat you got there. Braised beef for your tenderloin. All right. Swappy, swappy. Swappy, swappy. I got some ground turkey here. All right. Swappy, swappy. <laughs>